Welcome to The Unfocused Writer, the podcast for unfocused writers by unfocused writers with your hosts, Christopher Robin and Christy Walter. In this season's weekly episodes, we'll talk about everything from our not-so-fancy writing offices to our unfocused writing lives while parenting, attempting recovery, and dealing with every other aspect and challenge of our daily lives. On with the show! Please, will you be on the show? Pretty please. I'll I'll have your dad take you out for ice cream. Ice cream. I hear you like ice cream. He's easily bribable. There she is. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Preeti Ramachandran. Hi. We're talking to Chris's son. I'm trying to convince him to be on the show. Do you want to? Does he want to? No. No. He keeps saying no. I think you do. I think he does. Mm-hmm. You can be our secret, secret um, attendee. No one needs to know you're on. Mm-hmm. All right, can you go work on the puzzle? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Is that all it takes? That's all it takes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Uh. Yeah. One sec. He wants to show you the cat. <gasps> oh my god, he's so oh, cute. Yeah. Come on, you can bring him over here. Wyatt, what's his name? Tobeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you work on the puzzle while we talk? All right. Sorry, Preeti. No, not at all. I just finished up a puzzle as well, so I'm very I'm feeling very accomplished today. <laughs> oh, we so here's a good puzzle story. Mm-hmm. So we got a few thousand piece jigsaw puzzles for Christmas, mm-hmm. but we don't have the greatest place to do them. Mm-hmm. So we have them sitting on this coffee table over here that's like, I don't know, 18 inches off the ground, maybe. Uh-huh. We're like a couple of old geezers walking <laughs> around the house. We like our backs are sore. We can't stand up. It's awful. Yeah, I don't, we, I mean, I've never done puzzles before. This was a 500 piece that I got for someone else. And then I ended up deciding to keep it for myself to see if I'll do it. Yeah. And I started it and my neck is sore just because like we did yeah. it. And I had a couple of friends help me out, of course. Like, so I didn't do the whole thing myself, but yeah, it is intense. Yeah. We feel very accomplished today. I feel like I've done something. It's not writing because this is what I do when I'm not writing. Right. <laughs> God, you know what? I think you were one of my very first friends I made on the Medium platform. Likewise. I've known, I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I feel yeah. like it's the, the whole Medium journey is kind of like that, right? When you join, everybody talks about the community and everyone talks mm-hmm. about finding your people. And I had no clue because I was wondering what I was doing on the platform all alone, like putting words and no one really cared. <laughs> like one person reads it, that's my mom, you know? And then, and then right. You're just kind of blogging when you first mm-hmm. start there. Yeah. And then you find. Yeah, yeah, and it it takes a while, right? Like it takes a while to actually figure out what I want to write about. Do I want to write about something in particular? Like all of that, and then you find one step, right? And I think Christy, for for, for me personally, that was you and j- becoming an editor for the memoirs when it started, right? So I think that was like the window of opportunity into like into the the real community, which is what Medium is supposed to be about. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, today we're talking about um, if you tailor your work for your readers, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is 
a topic that's interesting for writers and I've heard it, people talk about it a lot. If they censor themselves, if they, if, you know, what their family and friends think matters yeah. and changes what they write. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought it would be a good topic to have you on for. Um, oh. Actually, we just wanted you to win yeah. <laughs> with the editors. <laughs> All I wanted, I was just like, if I won. <laughs> I need a winner going into the new year. So thank you guys for picking me to go first. I'm very excited to be here. Um, and I think that's a very, very interesting topic because, you know, it's it's one of those topics that like when you get out there and start writing, everybody asks this. There's tons of tips, obviously, right? There's tons of people telling you to write for yourself, write for others, write for an audience, write for your grandmother, like, they want to write about everything. And I think um, it's definitely one of the things I've struggled with because I started off writing, um, I mean, from when I was a kid, I, I feel like every time I wrote something, it was, it's either a story that's based out of something real, um, but, and that is, it's still fiction, but then it, you know, I played hide and seek with my friends and then I write a story over like a mystery, turn that into a mystery and write that out, right? Like silly stuff like that. And it, and then when I progressed into full-time blogging about 2007, not full-time, but I mean, blogging majorly, I did that more than I should, I should have been doing my work, let's put it that way. <laughs> I used to be in my office plugging away. But back then it was more for myself because I had to, like, it's an outlet, I have to write. And then when you start taking it a little more seriously, which I did over the past couple of years, that's when it's, are you tailoring that for an audience or... And even if it's your story, are you hiding bits of it, right? And it's. Yes, we talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And just this morning, we were talking about um, imposter syndrome and how we all battle yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's always good to know you're not alone in something like that, because I always I take a, I have like pieces of paper all over the house where I just take like put feelings out there on it. And I'm like, why do I suck? And then it's like, okay, <laughs> throw it away. And then, you know, like, fine. <laughs> hey, speaking of this, I just read something yesterday. And, um, oh man, what was it called? Pebble quotation um, or something like that. It's about finding a little mm -hmm. pebble and talking to it and then like throwing it in a creek. Or something. Mm -hmm. I've never heard about this hmm. before. Uh, I've heard of I it. New? Yeah. I don't know. I think I saw it in the so movie. So what does it do? <laughs> I mean, it's the oh, same okay. thing about like what you were yeah. saying about writing on little scraps of paper, and then it just gets it out mm -hmm. of your head onto paper, mm -hmm. and then it's mm -hmm. out. It's gone. And I think that's it's it's an outlet that's so important though, because otherwise that thought's going to stay in your head and then it's just going to keep growing from there so it's an it's an easy way of therapy my husband always bugs me because around the house there's there's like shit tons of paper like lying and he's like what is this oh feeling and i'm like yeah that's my feeling <laughs> are you feeling yes that's my feeling <laughs> just keep it there and i'm like i want to look at it so it's 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 weird and when it comes to like as you said, I think we digress with getting back to like writing for someone else. I think the the hardest part for me about editing or, or not editing, but like writing from the point of view of an audience, um, like we said, there's two parts to it, I think, right? So one is the part where do you write keeping an audience in mind could be where, where it becomes content, if you will, right? And then the second side is do you, do you actually hide or 
this, what do you decide to put out there basically, right? How much of the truth do you want to put out there? I think for me, that piece of it is a little harder. Um, the first piece is a little easier for me just because I care about what an audience thinks, but at the same time, I have to write what I want to write. So in that battle, the only thing I try to do is not put too much of random information out there. So like it has to be relevant. All the tips that both of you keep writing on the tips and Kiki, your your entire art of memoir, you know, I think it's been super helpful for me because I actually go back and look at that and pick in pieces. And when I edit my own stories, so it's super helpful to know that I don't want to give too much content if it's not relevant to the actual story I'm telling. But I don't think that's ever deterred me from telling an actual story that I want to say. So I would never write something just because the audience wants to hear, you know, oh, put a celebrity name in it. And it's my fucking memoir. Why do I have to have a celebrity in mind, right? Like, you know, right. those kind of stupid things. And then on the other side, you have... So I think the only thing I'd say is I have a lot of things in my life that I feel like I can't still write about completely. <laughs> people's names, um, even it's not just about it being their story to tell, but even in my story, I don't, I, I can't yet break it out truthfully, completely. I feel like, so I have to piece me what I want to say. To yourself or? To the world out there. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I've just started exploding with my stories. And I was blogging around 2007 too. And back then I was telling stories, but then my family and friends, people in my life were starting to ask me to write about this, or why don't you put me in your stories or, you know, kind of complaining a little bit. And I stopped writing. And last year when I started writing again, um, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my friends. I was just doing it. And it was to kind of get my confidence back up, find my footing um, within the writing community. And then just a couple months ago, my mother found me. And <laughs> and so now I'm just like, I'm out there. And my attitude is I've got stories to tell and I'm going to tell them unapologetically. And I mean, maybe I'm just more mature now and um, I have, you know, I know what I'm doing more now and I want to do it. Or maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I, have you both at any point in time considered writing under a pen name or because I've thought of that a lot at some point, which just allows me to explore a lot of stuff that I also want to talk about. I'm just one, I'm lazy because I, I think I still want to keep true to what like with my name. That's that's been my biggest identity. So when I put work out there, I feel like. I cannot get behind a pen name for a, for most of the real content that I want to put out there because again it's it's my story and I want to be I want to be the one to tell it but there are parts that I'm just like ooh <laughs> may just be easier to go under a pen name but that's I'm just lazy at this point to actually have yeah. another account I barely write on this one right now I'm like well, kidding and I think there's more to yeah. it than just the one platform mm -hmm. Because Christy and I have had this conversation a few times now where we don't, 
we don't want to exist just on one platform. And that's part of what this conversation is. We're looking to branch out and move beyond yeah. that. Um, that being said, you know, I, medium or not, I think there are there are justifications for using a, a pen mm -hmm. name and using your own name, mm -hmm. you know, whatever platform you're on, because mm -hmm. you're obviously going to say something different yeah. <laughs> if, if you're unencumbered by life or any kind yeah, of repercussions. For me, I've, mm -hmm. I have tried on Medium even um, using a pen name, but it always comes back kind of like you, Preeti, um, where I, I like using my name. <laughs> I'm just kind of egotistical like that, I guess. Um, but even right down to Kiki versus Christy, I've had kind of this identity yeah. crisis lately where I've always used Kiki mm -hmm. as my writing name. But recently, as I've been going through therapy and um, recovery and all that, um, I've been kind of reclaiming my name with my identity. So love, yeah. that's why you keep seeing me yeah. kind of shift back and forth <laughs> with my byline. Um, if that's me going back and forth with discovering my identity again. Yeah, I know. That's beautiful. I mean, I think it's it's hard to kind of move away from that identity and come, you know, when you when you come back to it. Because again, I think we all evolve, even just philosophically outside of the writing game, right? Like we all evolve over time. And oh, it's beautiful. And yeah. I there's a TED talk. Yet, if I remember his name right now, we'll have to put it in the show notes, Christy. But it's about how humans think that we are. Finally, the people that we're meant to be, right? And then time goes by and we realize that that is not at all the person we think. In other words, we think we're like this finalized product and we're never actually this finalized product. We're constantly evolving. I just find that really interesting. Yeah. Dan Gilbert is his name. Yeah, we should definitely put that out there for people to to listen to, because I think it, it's a very hard concept to wrap your head around, especially over the cup, like during therapy the past couple of years, too. A big part of it, I was I was I constantly question who I used to be as a person before, <clears throat> because I was I, I have always been at least part of biggest part of my identity has been to be an extrovert. So I love people. I love talking. I used to love being out there. But then honestly, I think over the past couple of couple of years completely shifted. Of course, the, the depression had a big part to do with it because it's I don't want to meet anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. But even apart from that, I kind of started realizing I actually, I like being around people, but I really need my alone time. And I don't think I ever prioritized that. So I could see how and why I burnt out super quick and why I got to where I was. But whenever I would go back to my therapist and, you know, just say, I don't know who I am, like, who am I? You know, I feel like I used to be such a different person before. She'd always be like, why are you so focused on who you used to be? Like, why don't you put up like a wish list of what you want to do or who you want to be? And though you, you can be aspirational and actually get there. And I think that was super interesting for me because I had to start focusing on that a little bit, you know? So I've, I've have cheat sheets again of <laughs> like word buzzwords for myself to actually look at and say, that's what I want to be. Um, and I think that reflects in my writing too, because for me at the end of the day, 
it, it's I, I still I still hold certain things that are, there are things that are very core to me and I keep those those that's my identity more than the labels of whatever we put on ourselves after a point right so I know again major digression but I <laughs> feel like that was just important to get out there not at all it's actually not a digression that's kind of how these conversations have been going and we mm -hmm. love it because of that but you're right we we do spend a lot of time focusing on who we used to be and we never think about who we want to be we never prioritize ourselves and that's something that i'm just yeah. learning in recovery and therapy and all this stuff christy i'm sure you can you know jump mm -hmm. in here with this too we're all learning this stuff very late mm -hmm. it seems but i guess mm -hmm. it's better late than never yeah definitely and i think you know i think we'll always be unfocused writers there's no changing that we're we're human you know and i think being slightly unfocused mm -hmm. is part of our beautiful chaos and part of what will bring beautiful stories to come from us you know chaos mm -hmm. is life you know it's family it's love it's relationships and what we write about and what we do with it is, you know, that's, it is what it is. Um, and being unfocused is just, it's part of life. Yeah. I've, I, I barely got through that puzzle. I started with focus. <laughs> and so I feel like, like I started that. I think I read this somewhere. I don't know who, but it was a, it was a meme for sure. Where if you want to finish a project, start another one, take that to half, the half point, and then you're going to be bored with that. So you, to procrastinate on that, you get back to the actual task you started and finish that up and keep doing this until like the, the end of life, I guess. I, I will definitely find that and put it up because I know I've shared it with a lot of people. But, we need that meme for the show notes. We do. We do. <laughs> Well, I'll ask you in, in our first episode, our first episode, we talked about what makes us unfocused. What are some things that make you unfocused in life and your writing anything? I, I feel like one is I actually feel very deeply for a lot of things. And that's that gets very overwhelming, very quick. So even writing, I mean, I feel like I'm processing emotions, information, things around as, as you're writing. writing and I, I I sometimes I want to do that that's the only outlet I know sometimes I'm not writing and I'm focusing on digesting all the information before I can actually write um and through therapy I think when we when we spoke about prioritize, prioritizing ourselves right I think that I I, I, ha I feel like I'm always putting that quadrant in picture to say, do I have to do this right now or not? And inevitably writing is happening in my head. So the actual act of physically writing, I'm, I kind of put that away sometimes, you know, I'm just like, do I need to rest or do I need to do this? Cause I've been thinking about writing anyway. So then my mind tells me just go and fucking sleep, like stop, you know? And so I don't actually do what I should be doing, which is writing. Um, and then I feel like life, you know, my, my family is here from India right now. Um, they're going to leave in 10 days. So I'm, you know, I want to make the most of spending time with them. Uh, we have friends staying over. So I feel like I have to compartmentalize every aspect of it. 
work, you know, on a work week, it's work. All of these things keep me, it's, it's less unfocused, but they actually take away energy and time. And with what I have left, I tend to not prioritize writing, which is where I need to get better. But it's, it's, and then all of a sudden one day I'll just sit down and I just get everything out there. And then I feel. That's a really interesting um, differentiation. <laughs> the difference between unfocused and distracted or just busy mm -hmm. and tired yeah <laughs> that's a huge difference well before we get to our special segment um i have a question for you what um who are you Preeti, aside from being a writer who are you outside of writing oh wow <laughs> very good question uh i am a very sensitive, <laughs> very emotional daughter, wife, mother to two dogs, an employee at a company. <laughs> I just say that. <laughs> yeah. I am someone who is extremely, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say when I, when I was saying that I'm a jack of all trades. I've done so many different things, and which I now have identified as ADHD, which I wish I knew for 37 years of my life. But dude, the number of things I've started and not completed—it's not even funny, right? So that's like a real tag on my. You're in I, good oh, really? yeah. I'm so <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's sometimes it's like if I put pull all the money that I would have put towards all my hobbies in all, my entire life, I would have been a millionaire by now or even like bigger than that. Let's just put it that way. That's, that's, that's a lot of money. Um, but I, I do think at the core, I always end up identifying as being just someone who feels things too much. And I don't think, I don't know that that's a bad thing, but I feel like that's always had a bad, like, um connotation to it in my head just because it's just like why are you the sensitive one because i am i don't know but you know um yeah i don't know if that answers your question christy but that's that's a great answer hard one <laughs> it does it's wonderful it's story time So every Ooh. episode, we have a special segment called Story Time. So today, Chris is going to tell <laughs> us a story. What did you pick, Chris? Well, I could go with one of two stories. I could go with, because these are both family stories, because to me, they're funny mm -hmm. and important. And they're kind of a microcosm of my life in the last 10 years. So I could go with the trip to Virginia Beach or the trip to the bike trail. Um, How's Wyatt doing, Chris? He's all right. This, this time of day, he starts to get tired and cranky. Yeah. He would have probably loved me to tell the biking story. Do you want to tell it? We could do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. This is fresh on my mind because I just kind of wrote about it today. 
this is a great story. So yeah, let's hear about your biking story. So this was, you know, um, let me see, early spring 2020, mm -hmm. right around the time COVID came crashing down on the world. Mm -hmm. um, we knew at that time that this, you know, at the time it was only a couple of weeks, three weeks were going to go by and the world was going to get back to normal. <laughs> then, you know, March came and went, April came, things were just weird. So we, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and my wife started like kind of collecting gear and stuff for the summer. So uh, once we saw that like amusement parks and all that stuff were going to be shut down, we had no idea what we were going to do with the, the kids all summer. Mm -hmm. So she bought them like a Power Wheels. What's your, what's your Power Wheels car? Is it like a dune buggy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got a dune buggy. Um, and she went just before you couldn't really get him anymore. She bought us all new bikes. Whoa. So, yeah, Briarly had a bike, but she was still on training wheels. So I worked on teaching her how to ride a bike, which was a, a thing because she has ADHD too. So it was a it was a struggle. It was really something. So we all have bikes. We're practicing. The weather's turning nice. We're gearing up because we're going to take this family on a road trip to a bike trail. Oh God! So, <laughs> you know. It, it really is like the Griswolds go to the bike trail. So, you know, um, she goes out and she buys a bike rack for my SUV. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this thing and I have no fucking idea how it's going to go on. So I actually practice. I practice strapping it onto the car and tightening it down. And I'm practicing putting the bikes on it and strapping them down. And I keep you know, zip tie and stuff and that's not going anywhere. And I'm, you know, over and over again, I'm working on this. So, so prepared. Were you a boy scout? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> oh yes. Thank you. Ass. Um, so the big day is here, right. And, you have to, when you're taking a, a young family anywhere, you really have to gear up. Like, it's like doomsday prepping. Like, <laughs> there's bags and clothes changes and food and drinks and snacks and, you know, whatever yep. the case may be. I think Wyatt, um, he must have been just about four at the time or something like that. So he couldn't really ride a bike. I had a trailer for him that I was, <laughs> I had to fasten onto the end of my bike so he could join us so i mean Aww. we have trailers and bikes and backpacks and like Good lord just, I mean, <laughs> yes in one suv it was amazing that we actually made this happen so the big day comes and i get the things on the car and i, I i'm really dadding it up because i'm out there swearing at the bike rack you know <laughs> nothing's working right so i get everybody loaded in the car and we argue about the soundtrack for the eight-minute ride to the trailhead, you know. Wait, 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 who won and what was played? You know what? I think the kids 
Briarly wanted to hear like the Frozen soundtrack or something like that. <laughs> that was great. And I was yes. like, I, I <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, there there could have been worse things that she wanted to listen to. <laughs> totally. Eye of the Tiger. I was in, I was totally into the Frozen soundtrack when it first came out. So I, I have to admit that I really enjoyed Let It Go. I yeah. love that song. <laughs> okay, continue. Sometimes, but go forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we get there. Uh, hop out of the car. I'm unloading the bikes. I'm untying, unstrapping. I'm pinching my finger on buckles and oh, clips man. and all this shit. I drop. I forgot about this. I drop my keys down in the storm drain. Not surprising. I couldn't find keys. Hey, ass. <laughs> There's two asses for you today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, but I fished them out of there somehow, get everybody buckled up and fastened up. We got backpacks and all our gear. We're ready to roll. We set off down the trail. We're, we're going for, I don't know, a thousand yards or something. And my daughter is like, Daddy, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, kids. You tell them 5,000 times to go before you leave the house. (laughs) They're not going to go. So this isn't unusual because I've taken her hiking. I know how she, you know, I can hold her up or prop her up against a tree or whatever. She can take care of business or whatever. But daddy, I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. So we pull off the trail Mm -hmm. and I proceed to like hold her up under her arms so she could go. Mm -hmm. Well, then she starts grunting. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think you grunt when you pee. And she's yelling at me. She's like, Daddy, don't look. Don't look. So here she's she's laying one down off the side of the trail. Oh, my God. And we're like, I'm prepared because I'm a backpacker. So, you know, we, we take care of business and I, I bury it in a cat hole and clean everybody <laughs> up. It's pretty gross, I know. It, it, it's That's gross. Hey, leave no trace. Yeah, I was going to say, let me know where you went, because I'm not going back there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right, we've, we've fixed this problem. Everybody remounts, and we're on the bikes and the trails and the things. Um, we get, I don't know, another couple hundred yards down the trail, and Wyatt goes, I got to poop. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull over again, and we've been on the trail for nine minutes, and everyone has had to poop achievement <laughs> oh my lord so we did the same thing with him got him all you know cleaned up and take care of business and um the the rest of the ride was actually relatively uneventful mm. so we cruised down a couple of miles and then the kids started to get tired briarly was only seven or something like that at the time so she was she was going to get tired so we we're almost to back to the cars and i'm pulled I'm flagged down by a few like 20 something girls. Okay. And there I pull over and Wyatt starts flirting. He's going, hi, you know, he's waving and flirting. And uh, they're and like, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, ladies, what could I do for you? You know, <laughs> really leaning into it. And they go, um, hey, you wouldn't happen to have a, a bicycle pump. Would you? And I was like, well, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And they go, well, you look like a well-prepared dad. We knew you would. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Ooh. 
Now, all of a sudden, I look like a well-prepared dad. Dad. <laughs> so, get in the casket. Yeah, it's all over for you. <laughs> yeah, so, I helped them it's out. Not dirty bags. <laughs> yeah, well, you are burying kids' poop and whatnot, so it is I over know. for you. <laughs> it is over for me. So, that's what I said. A part of me died that day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But it was also a really wonderful day outside of that. I'm just glad they didn't ask you to dig a hole for them. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, the icing on the cake. Was it near that spot at all? No, it wasn't anywhere near it. <laughs> I know how to hide the evidence. Like I take them, walk them up into the woods. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can write about that. Like tips, <laughs> parenting tips with kids on a hike. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sure somebody has done that. I mean it's that's a thing that happens. How do you how do you solve this problem? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't yeah. I never thought of that before. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you have a shovel? Do you have a poop shovel? <laughs> yes, I do. Right in my Matter pack of fact, here. I do, right here. <laughs> it's, it's in my dad preparedness kit. <laughs> it's in my dad kit. Super dad. Uh, <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to read because I think you told it very well, and I think you're gonna, it's going to be just as interesting reading it as well. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's, that's the story of my the Griswold go to the, the bike trail. We, we will put that link in the show notes. <laughs> that was very pro- professional. That was very editing. professional. <laughs> thank Ladies. you. Ladies. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> You could you could pass for a very good um, Buzz Lightyear, by the way, with the <laughs> with the way your voice went right there. <laughs> oh wow, I never heard that before. Now you're because Buzz Christy's Lightyear. usually just calling me, you know, what do you Shit call head, me? Dick face, fuck face, fuck face. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you beeping that out for your son? Since oh my he- god, no, he's he's <gasps> taking notes over here. Wait, can he hear us? No, no he can hear me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's you're not on you now. It's not on you now, Christy. You just said it. He repeated it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And yeah. you know what? Here's how I look at that. He might as well learn it from somebody who knows how to do it properly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than go call someone fuck dick face and that, that doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> he won't even know. Right. Yeah. Don't mix those two together. No, 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 no. <laughs> he has to learn the proper context. Yeah. And how to use it. And you've you got to learn how to shut it off. Mm-hmm. That's right. He needs to learn from writers, um, creators, <laughs> people who know how to use, you know, fuck face in a proper manner. Very creative, right? Yes. Just- we are very creative, very original, very mature. If it doesn't fit in the sentence, don't use it or use it twice. <laughs> it becomes okay. It becomes a sentence of, of its own at that point. That's right. It's its own sentence. Yeah. It is. It is. So all the tips. I think you guys have really <laughs> nailed this thing down. <laughs> well, we are trying. <laughs> I have a question. You do? Oh. Ooh. Are you going to interview us? Oh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, maybe. You should. <laughs> We're, hey, we're I open think to should. it. You know what? I you should. To... Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I think we should turn the table back on you guys sometime. And... <gasps> you know what we should do? I think 
that episode is interviewing the both of you and then also doing like a rapid like rapid fire kind of a thing oh just my like gosh. 10 questions and you have to answer really i'm quick. so horrible that's at why we do it <laughs> i'm okay that's why we're terrified of that that doesn't even make sense yeah chris i need to know the question that so doesn't I can even be make sense but well remember he wasn't a boy scout <laughs> but you are a well-prepared dad but i am <laughs> i am a well-prepared dad uh, he he does send uh, a lot of dad memes. So maybe you'd have j- dad jokes to return the answer instead of these mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I think they're funny and mm. stupid. <laughs> is this an awe moment or is that a, <laughs> oh. uh, you know, like. <laughs> oh. Actually, they're pretty funny. <laughs> They're, they're usually pretty dark and twisted. Yeah, I, I do like the dark <laughs> stuff. The darker and more depressing, the better. I yeah. think it's hilarious. <laughs> really, I think your your sense of humor is a lot like ours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark. I'd be laughing at things that everybody around me. I know. It's hilarious. Sad. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you, you would enjoy Chris's dad memes. They're, they're really good. <laughs> Are you guys going to put that in the link below as well? If this is this, I'm sure. I hope we could put edited. one. We could put one in the I'll show pick notes. A good one. <laughs> Getting edited. <laughs> yeah. Click to, click to assess Chris's sense of humor. Wait, you're going on it too. This is partly your responsibility now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I have one question okay. for the both of you for this particular episode. Okay. Edit it, keep it in, take it out, whatever. But I guess I know why you said it's the unfocused writer. But I want to ask you guys back what what makes you unfocused? I guess. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Each other. <laughs> we each have other. a lot of the same um, <laughs> issues, sort of. We're in different stages of dealing with them. So, but mm-hmm. we have a common thread and we've, our lives haven't been the same really at all, but we have a lot in common with being unfocused and all over the map. But uh, I've. Yeah. I mean, life, <laughs> not to, not to be general about it, but you know, family kids relationships um mental health um yeah it's pretty it's it's a lot like your answer um it's it's not one thing it's kind of everything it's distractions and you do half of something and then you spin off into something else Mm -hmm. and spin off into something else you never really finish anything yeah oh see and here sir can i help you yeah i'll be up in a couple minutes okay (laughs) what was i saying see uh yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) even even me just on the medium platform i mean sometimes i'm like i get a million ideas and i start way too many things well you know what and uh not you to know, interrupt you but then when we're there's too many things good, going on you know the world is our oyster and we could mm-hmm. we could start 50 things 
and we're going to accomplish mm-hmm. them all. And then when we're not feeling good or we're busy mm-hmm. or distracted or just tired mm-hmm. for whatever reason, none of it gets done. And I- That's right. So almost trying to accomplish mm-hmm. too much can mm-hmm. make you unfocused. Mm-hmm. And I guess at that point, I wonder, right? I mean, I think being unfocused is, I mean, it one, it just is. I mean, that's just who we are, I guess. And also other writers, I would want to extrapolate and say that. But at the same time, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not so bad after all, right? I think normalizing the fact that, because I see all of the advice out there and it's like, show up every day and then right at the same time, uh, just write words for an hour each. And I'm like, that's what I'm head. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, and that's what I'm doing scribbling or right? I'm doing that in my head. I'm just not writing it out. It's, and when I read that, it just makes you feel lesser and lesser of a of a writer sometimes. And I think the validation is why I really think that you guys have hit the nail on the head with the name of your podcast and why it's going to be so successful with writers is because I I really think that it that it's almost like a prereq at this point that I, I mean, are you unfocused? Check. Okay, you're a writer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I think you you hit it. You know, it is normalizing it. And there are a lot of shows out there or a lot of books, a lot of articles that do, you know, people presenting themselves as, you know, experts and things are perfect and it's not perfect. It's not, you know, and I think the majority of writers out there are like us. You know, they are everyday people with jobs they hate and families and things going on and you know things within their families going on and health issues and this and that and that and Mm -hmm. it's okay we want we want other people other writers to know Mm -hmm. that it's okay this Mm -hmm. is how it is and there are other there are a million other writers out there that are just like them we're all in this together it's a it is a community and we are all messing. Well, just to follow that up, I, I think we all get hung up on this this fantasy that is what it is to be a writer. And it's never like the fantasy. Nothing in life is like our fantasy. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a cottage with a with a creek running outside and a cup of right. coffee and then the sun is just perfectly shining and then you have Simpsons clouds. That's what I call them when they're like perfectly fluffy. And then you're like, I'm going to start writing right now. And I take my glasses on and I got a shawl around me. <laughs> that is so similar to mine. Mine is me in a silk robe on a veranda with my hair up in a bun. And I've got my laptop in a, in a big cup of coffee with the steam rising. <laughs> Oh, it's always Chris, been my fantasy with your art skills like, you know the perfect writer I should, and the yeah. reality <laughs> like yes yes yeah yeah that is such such a right non-reality you know it until <laughs> you, know? you try to run <laughs> totally yeah 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 reality for me is my work laptop on one side my personal laptop on the other which is like Two words and then two here and then my phone in between because yes. I have I'm another time. Work it's email just, and my yeah. watch goes off because Christy texted me about something or other and then you know we're gonna have a meeting about the podcast and this you know <laughs> unlimited distractions. <laughs> I'm glad I can contribute. 
Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, and thank you for having me. I think you guys are going to go great. Go, going to do great. <laughs> if I can get my words out straight at the end oh, of this. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, awesome. Okay. Rest of your day, and I I'm going to. That's it. Serene. Okay, Chris, go be a dad. <laughs> okay, thanks. A super dad. All right. A prepared dad. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to The Unfocused Writer. For show notes and extras, visit theunfocusedwriter.com. Production and post-production provided by The Tranquil Tavern. Until next time, stay focused.